Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from 1 John, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 21. I'll be reading along of the Common English Version, and we invite you to follow along in the pews, or if you'd like, to follow along on the screen. Dear friends, let's love each other because love is from God, and everyone who loves is born from God and knows God. The person who doesn't love does not know God because God is love. This is how the love of God is revealed to us. God sent God's only son into the world so that we can live through him. This is love. It is not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent God's son as a sacrifice that deals with our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we ought also ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. If we love each other, God remains in us, and God's love is made perfect in us. This is how we know we remain in God, and God remains in us, because God has given us a measure of God's Spirit. We have seen and testify that God has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. If any of us confess that Jesus is God's Son, God remains in us, and we remain in God. We have known and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who remain in love remain in God, and God remains in them. This is how love has been perfected in us, so that we have the confidence on judgment day, because we are exactly the same as God is in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear expects punishment. The person who is afraid has not been made perfect in love. We love because God first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. After all, those who don't love their brothers or sisters whom they can see can hardly love God whom they have not seen. This commandment we have from him. Those who claim to love God ought to love their brother and sister also. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm having sort of a deja vu feeling this week that I have been in this place before. And I'm not talking about being in the sanctuary, being here on a Sunday morning for worship. That deja vu feeling comes from me standing behind the pulpit and saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. Some shape, some form of love one another. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I have seen how this community of faith has shown love to those around our midst. But like I said, it's been one of those weeks that this deja vu feeling. And I keep thinking that I stand up here each and every week. In same form, some form or another, I simply say, love one another. 
Maybe not those exact words, but if we look at the beginning to the end of our sacred text, it is woven through chapter and verse of some form, some shape of love one another because God loves us. Love one another because love is from God. Love one another because you can't love God who we have not seen and say you cannot love your brothers and sisters who you have seen. This is our gold standard as people of faith. Love one another because love is from God. Yet we can't seem to get it right. Why is it so hard for us? We can't misinterpret it. We can't say we don't understand because John is pretty clear in this text. We are called to love one another because love is from God. And then just in case we miss it the first time, John goes on to say, this is how the love of God is revealed to us, that God sent God's only son so that we could live through him. This is love. It is not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent God's son as a sacrifice that deals with our sin. Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we ought to love one another. How are we not getting this? How are we not getting this? Everything that Jesus did, everything he taught, everything he preached, every single act of ministry he did while here on earth is an embodiment of these words. During his time here on earth, Jesus showed love to all. He showed grace to all. Jesus went as far as showing us how to live out this greater love by laying down his life for his friends, for his disciples, for those who claim his as our risen savior. Yet as I continue to hear stories of hurt and hate which fill our world, I just find myself wanting to shout out people of faith, people of God, people who claim Jesus as our risen Savior. How are we not getting this? In our sacred text over and over again, in some shape or fashion, we are told to love one another because love is from God. How are we not getting this? Maybe we're not getting it because it's so ingrained in our culture, so ingrained in our society that the only way we can function is to have insiders and outsiders, walls that separate and divide, labels so we know which one we embrace and which woes we don't. We need to know to function the people that we can love and people we're not supposed to love, people we can accept and people we don't accept. Or maybe we're not getting this whole love one another thing because we like to think that limited love is a limited resource. And that if we share love with those that we deem as not worthy, there won't be enough for us. So we have to hoard it. We have to keep it to ourselves and dole it out bit by bit by the people who think like us and act like us, who look like us. Because we're afraid that there's not going to be enough love to go around. Or maybe we're not really getting this whole love one another kind of thing is because it's simply too hard. It requires too much 
from us. It requires too much of us. We would have to actually engage in conversation with people. We might actually have to talk with people. We might actually have to put down our phones and not text to each other or DM each other or look at each other on Facebook. We might actually have to pretend that we don't have these perfect lives that we display on social media and have to come out, no makeup or anything, and show our real selves. And that's when it gets complicated and a little uncomfortable because that means we're called to be vulnerable. And we don't like to be vulnerable. That would mean for us to be in relationship with each other, to be in community with each other. We'd have to tear down walls that have been built over generation and generation. And that's a lot of work. That's hard work. That requires something of me. We have to stop using the labels that have been around for generations and generations. We have to realize that everyone is accepted. We would have to start seeing each other as all created in the image of God. And that would mean we don't get to pick and choose who we deem is worthy of God's love. And maybe that's the real reason we really don't want to start loving one another as God has loved us. Because if we have to love as God loves, that means we're not in control. That means we are not in control and we don't have a say of who is in and who is out. We don't have a say of who was deemed worthy and who was not. And if all that happens, if we start loving one another, imagine that chaos that would go around. We would have to start engaging with them people. We'd have to start interacting with each other. We might just have to talk with people that we haven't interacted with for years because they've made us angry because they sat in our pew, because they picked the wrong color of paint at the church, or, you know, we didn't like the potluck that they brought. We might actually have to know that person, and we can't start talking behind them back anymore. We would not be in control. And I think that's what makes us the maddest when it comes to loving one another is we don't have that control anymore because all of a sudden we let the Spirit of God in and the Spirit started meddling. And we don't like people meddling in our business here at churches, do we? Except here's the thing that we forgot, the thing that we tend to ignore. When we embraced Jesus as our risen Savior, when we proclaimed that God is love and that we are named and claimed as beloved children of God, when we invited Christ in our lives, he insisted that he bring his friends along with him. When we invited Christ into his life, our life, he invited his friends along with him. And we know the people that Jesus hung around with, don't they? He hung around with those other people. He hung around with those sinners, those tax collectors, those prostitutes, those leopards, those people who are on the margins, those the religious institutions didn't embrace or accept. Jesus hung around with all those other people. And Jesus hung around with us as well. 
Jesus hung around and lumps us, the people who sit in the pews, the people who watch online, those in our religious institution, Jesus lumps us together with his friends, those sinners and those prostitutes, those lepers and all those on the margins. Jesus claims all of us, from the sinners he broke bread with, to those he had as disciples, to those who were his followers, to the women at the cross. Jesus claims all of us as his friends. No divisions, no special treatments, no extra perks, no UK box tickets. Jesus claims all of us as his followers. And I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Because as the ones who are Jesus's disciples, the ones who embrace the call to abide in Jesus's love, the ones who embrace the call to share God's love with all, we don't get to pick and choose. We cannot say we love Jesus and say we do not love our brothers and sisters. We cannot say we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul while excluding or leaving those other people out. It does not work that way. It's not up to us to deem who is worthy and who is not because God decided a long time ago that all are chosen, that all are named and claimed as beloved children. God decided a long time ago how much that God loves this world by sending God's Son to show us what love looks like and how we practice love for one another. You see, unfortunately, we like to think that there's a church world and a real world. And if I say that I love the people in the church world, I don't necessarily have to love them in the real world. Here's the sad fact. We got one world. Church world, real world, it's all the same. What we practice and preach on Sunday mornings is what we're called to practice and preach every single minute of every single day of the rest of the week. We are called to celebrate and practice God's love Sunday through Saturday, sunrise to sun up, sundown. We are called to reflect God's love in everything we do and say we cannot divide God's love to fit our needs, to fit our wants. We cannot say who's in or out because God's love does not work that way. God loves us all. The good, the badly, the bad, the ugly, the successful, the poor, the young, the old, and all those been between. God loves us all. And we are called to love one another because love is from God. No ifs, ands, or buts. And so I continue to ask, knowing that when we leave this place, when we leave this hour, we walk out into a world that is full of hate and hurt, and we continue to say, how are we not getting this? How are we not putting this into practice, especially when we can see with our very own eyes, we hear the stories with our very own ears, we are experiencing a world that is in need of healing and wholeness, that is in need of the good news, that there is more than enough love to go around. 
So maybe today, maybe today, we begin practicing what we preach and we celebrate this amazing gift, which is God's love and truly begin to love one another. Maybe today we begin celebrating our connection to all of God's people. And maybe today we let this vision of perfect love driving out all fear. We let this vision dwell in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, take root in our soul and let this vision of perfect love driving out all fear. Help us to move forward to healing relationships. Help us move forward to a sustainable future. Help us to move forward to harmony and unity, not uniformity, unity with all of God's creation, living together, because we know deep in our hearts and all that we do and say and practice is grounded in our understanding and knowing that we love because God first loved us. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.